This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Here's your host, Alex Nottingham. Welcome to another edition of Dental All-Stars. In this podcast, I want to share with you an interview that Marilee Sears did with Larry Gazzardo and myself. Take a listen. Welcome to the Future of Dentistry event. This is your host, Marilee Sears, and today I'm joined by Alex Nottingham and Larry Gazzardo of All-Star Dental Academy. And in case you're not familiar with All-Star Dental Academy yet, you should be. It's an online training and certification program that teaches ethical scheduling processes to enhance patient experiences and increase practice revenues. And I absolutely love the program. I've been through it myself and found it so comprehensive, so helpful. I really love it. And that's why I invited Alex and Larry to be a part of the Future of Dentistry event. So welcome, you guys. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, Alex, I'm going to start with you because you and I have similar motivations, similar stories that brought us into dentistry at this point in time. And so do you mind sharing a little bit about your story, your background? Sure. Um, you know, both of us grew up with a dad that was in dentistry and a dentist and our heroes. And when I was growing up, as I was probably maybe like eight, nine or 10, and my dad said, dentistry is really bad. Don't be a dentist. And And that's when HMO and PPOs were becoming more prevalent, and he was a fee-for-service doc. He was one of the first to graduate Panky Institute, and uh, he lived in New York when Panky was in Florida, and he graduated Panky before he moved to Florida, so he really traveled to, to do that, and he was cutting, a, cutting edge of, of, of dentistry, and um, so he kind of lost hope for dentistry and says, you know, you, you should go out and be a lawyer or businessman or something. Don't do dentistry. And so I took his advice. I went to law school and also got my MBA. And uh, while I was in law school, he opened up and says, you know, my practice is not doing so well. You know, we're not getting patients and uh, I you know, may have to close a practice or something like that. I said, hey, you know, I'm a young guy. Maybe I'll help you. I'll do something. He's like, what do you know? And I says, well, just give me a shot. And so I said, well, first we have to get new patients, so let's figure out your marketing. So he had some, you know, some marketing companies that weren't doing anything. So we got rid of them, and uh, I hired a few consultants, and I reverse engineered what they did on SEO and started doing it myself and getting help by this consulting company. And we were able to generate huge numbers of, of traffic to his office. But the strange thing was the phone was ringing, but they weren't converting. They weren't making more appointments. And so... I said, you know, what could we do differently? Because medicine and and dentistry was the old model of, you know, they're not really interested if you call. They don't put a lot of customer service. And my girlfriend at the time was uh, a Bloomingdale's trainer and sales manager. And I said, you know, instead of you working these crazy hours, why don't you work for my dad nine to five and and help him with uh, his customer service? Because I don't know why they're not converting these phone calls because there's so much traffic that's coming. In 18 months, she doubled that practice's revenue from a million to two million, and it was because they were converting calls. And uh, she uh, helped with not just the, the phones were huge. I mean, she was, and they said, "Oh, you know, you you don't know anything about dentistry, <laughs> so how are you going to answer the phone?" So, and she says. Don't worry, I was pre-med or whatever. I can learn things fast. So that wasn't an issue. But it was just a rapport skills 
uh, it was just amazing what you learned from Bloomingdale's and what these great companies do and teach and, and service. And so she was involved in treatment recording, everything. But the key was the new patient calls. So th- that was just – it was tremendous. And at the same time, I was – while she, we, that practice was growing, I worked for Tony Robbins as one of his coaches. And I just wanted to learn his system. I ended up being his top coach and I was invited to his executive committee and I helped to meet him. He's a great guy. And he even asked me straight up on the floor. He says, well, what was your favorite experience in, in coaching? And I said it was helping my dad and, and making that difference. And I love dentistry and I, and, I, and I find that a lot of dentists – are just the same model of, of my dad, what, how, how he is. You know, they're mostly very caring people. They're not the best business people. They get taken advantage of, whatever it is, um, and they need, a, they need help. They need a champion uh, like Marilee and so many other great experts out there, Leah Gazzardos, that are there to protect them and to help them make a great life and um, a great living but help people. And so another part of the so, – so what's interesting is so the, the person I'm talking about is actually Heather and she's now my wife and she built this amazing phone skills program from what she learned in the dental practice in Bloomingdale's uh, into dentistry. And so it goes a lot deeper than what we're so sick of, these sales phone training things that are just how can I learn to close and these manipulative techniques that come from like just – not Bloomingdale's, other maybe sales companies, but they don't work long term. And it's just refreshing to see how she took what she learned in Bloomingdale's and what she learned from experience handling the phones, not speaking down and put this into the program. But there was a missing element, you know, and there was this convention, the Florida National Dental Convention. And um, we were just thinking about this concept of all-star and phone. We had this phone training thing going. It was pretty exciting. But we wanted um, somebody who had to partner or learn more um, from somebody who had the other part of dentistry, which is great. You can convert them, but how do you schedule them productively? And we weren't actively looking just yet, but we went to this FNDC program and there's some great speakers there. And uh, I gave Heather this gentleman named Larry Gazzardo, who seemed knowledgeable, but it's just, you know, practice management, nonsense, you know, whatever. I wasn't interested. I want to go to the marketing. So she's in the program with Larry, and I'm on this disc profile thing that I've heard a million times. And she texts me, you got to come see this guy. He is amazing. And she's like, who? Larry Gazzardo. So I, I leave my class, and I run into Larry at the end. And Larry is just, I mean, I've interviewed some of the greatest um, experts in dentistry, and they're all wonderful. They're all wonderful. But one thing Larry has I, is just the breadth of content and the, his enthusiasm you know, the only thing that Larry lacked was the marketing power, but he had all the, the best content that was more than we could have imagined. And, and basically, to make a long story short, he said, guys, I love your marketing and I have good content. I'm like, yeah, I love your content. I hate your marketing. And then we said, let's come together. And, 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 and Larry's just, um, just a good guy. And, and he, he's loved by all of his clients. He gets results and loved by dentistry. And, um, we we brought much the program to help build the scheduling aspect of it, a scheduling system to to help make sure that we book productively, that we um, make sure that we don't have those broken appointments, right? And that's just the start. I mean, obviously, there's much more that Larry teaches uh, with our program and goes deeper. But if you can't get phone service skills correctly in the verbiage and rapport building, and if you can't schedule productively then you're wasting your marketing dollars and don't even talk about the patient experience or case acceptance because you're not there yet. 
and everybody has to has to do this. It's not just your oh, let's put your front desk. They have to know it. Everybody, the dentist has to understand this. The assistants, all the team members have to understand phone verbiage, customer service verbiage, and productive scheduling. I love I I yes I just love how it all came together and the right pieces came into place at the right time. Finding Larry and being at that conference and Heather texting you. I love that. How every it's like Marilee, a little story. It was, it was, it was like mind. we. It's like we've always been looking for each other, you know, and then like the right people just showed up, and they're like, you know, we'd like to interview you for something, and I'm like, really? Because I'd like to do business with you, and it it just kind of grew from there. That is awesome. You guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at their stuff, and I really liked it, and I'm like, I wish I looked like you, and they're and they're like, we wish you looked like us, and I'm like, well, then we got to work together. Well, you know, I I want to also give give a thank you to Mary Lee because. Mary Lee, um, you know, was was one of our beta testers and supporters in the beginning of All Star, and I remember sending you our material in the beginning, and, and Larry as well. And um, uh, I'm grateful for your feedback and um, and the confidence because both of you and 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 Mary Lee and others were just wow, this is just great stuff. And you know, when when I think the average person with a modest ego, if you will, uh, always wonders if it's good enough. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it's always refreshing when you hear uh, very talented people like what you have. Oh, absolutely. I was a fan from day one because one of the things that I think is that is lacking in dentistry oftentimes is the training. And this is concealed, you know, it's a big expense or can I let my team take that time off to go get training? And I think it's interesting, like you said, Heather came from Bloomingdale's. I'll go to Target. I'll go out to eat. And oftentimes, I'm really surprised at how much more training people have in sales or in customer service when I'm just going out to a restaurant, for example. And they might say, okay, what kind of bread would you like with that? And then I find that so interesting. I'm like, yeah, I just would feel uncomfortable saying, okay, what kind of fluoride would you like to do today? Does it make sense? It's like... It's, it really is those verbal skills sometimes that can make all the difference in how patients um, perceive their treatment and perceive an office. And so that's what I love about what you've done is because you don't, All-Star Dental Academy doesn't make it, okay, everyone has to go here and get training and you have to close down the office. It really can be incorporated with any practice um, and it can be done at their own pace. So it's really valuable in that way, but it doesn't have to be a choice of, do I get training or not? It's you get to choose how you incorporate the training within your own practice. Yeah, and that, that's a great that's a great point because I think one of the biggest excuses or stumbling blocks that I get from dentists is I don't have enough time to train. You know, I, I don't not even that I can afford a consultant or coach, but I just don't have time to do that. And I say, listen, all you have to do, you know, our program is built in in small bite sized units, fifteen twenty minutes a week. That's it. And they go, really? Can you do that? Yep. And if you and and I'll tell you. It is more beneficial, and I'm not just speaking for all-star, but any training. If you can do 15, 20 minutes of some topic, especially non-clinical, you know, verbal skills and things like that, if you can do 15, 20 minutes a week consistently for nine months, a year, and keep that going, that's more effective than taking a crash course or even a, a, a very detailed course over the weekend, you know, and uh, all encompassing because you're going to forget most of the things you do. The best way you train and we model the fortune 500, 
from Heather's experience in Bloomingdale's and my experience working for, with Fortune 500 t- companies with Tony Robbins and other great, great leaders, uh, speaking with Michael Gerber, you know, the father of, of business systems, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's little by little. And, and that training effect is tremendous. Then, you know, we trying to get this quick fix or silver bullet weekend course is going to give you all the greatest ideas. No, you have to keep doing it and learn it. And then the next level of mastery is practice it. And if you can have a great coach or consultant like like a Larry Gazzardo or Marilee Sears or whatever, then that takes you to another level. But before you even get there, there's no excuse to not being able to do 15, 20 minutes a week. Absolutely. So, Alex, that's a little bit of your story. Larry, I, I'm curious, these challenges, there's a lot of talk about the challenges that dentists are facing right now. I'm wondering if... This all seems new to you. Does it seem like the most challenging time that dentistry has faced since you've been working in dentistry? I know you've been in it for quite some time. You know, we've had lots of ups and downs in the in the 20 years mm-hmm. that I've been doing this, but but I'll say this is probably the longest sustained period of of a down, mm-hmm. and and unfortunately, I feel like it's going to be this way for a long time. Now, I don't want to get into a p- political discussion, but it's obvious to all of us, maybe not them. But to all of us, they don't really know what to do or, or they're not going to come to some agreement as to what needs to be done. And I think what we're headed for is just a long, slow kind of a slog, you know, mm-hmm. where we're not going to have really, really big growth, but we can have steady growth. But that those heady days of, of maybe five or even ten years ago, those are long gone and, and, and we'll probably never see those again. So if you, if you couple that with the fact that the public is more savvy than they have been in the past, you know, people know more today than they did, you know, five years ago or, or ten years ago, and, and they're very, very independent. So when you throw that into the mix, you know what I mean, they're not in a good mood and they think they know more than you, uh, you have to communicate with them differently. Um, so I, I feel like it is a very, very difficult time because none of the old stuff that we used to do really works the way that it that it did in the past. It doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, and what I mean by that is anything that involves hype or any kind of sales um, kind of um, techniques or whatever doesn't have the same impact as it did in the past because people are suspicious of, of what you're doing and because people aren't in a good mood, sales equals pressure. And I think everybody knows that. And when your face is making a big decision and choosing your dentist is one of those big decisions, whether, you know, we, we think of it that way or not, you put pressure on somebody and you're not, you, you may get a short-term result, but you're not going to get a long-term result. And so if we throw on top of it the threat that some doctors feel from, you know, the big box dentists that are out there, the, the corporate guys, right. um, I don't feel like the independent guy needs to, uh, and we, we may save this for another interview. I don't think they need to be worried about them, but, but we know they put a lot of pressure on their patients because they're trying to get everything done in one day. Mm-hmm. And if you're like most independent dentists, we know we want to keep you as a patient for life. So we don't have to put pressure on you. Okay. So, it is a so if I feel like it, it is a very challenging time because people are reverting back to some of those older techniques that worked, you know, five, ten years ago just fine, but today they're having a negative result on the practice. Yeah, that no, that makes perfect sense. And so one of the biggest challenges that I'm hearing from dentists nowadays is because it has become more competitive for getting patients and keeping patients. And so a lot of them are talking about 
it's hard to get new patients, and that it's hard to keep their schedule full. And I think that's part of the reason why I really wanted to bring all, you two from All-Star Dental Academy on, because that's really uh, your expertise. How do you get people on the schedule, and then how do you keep that schedule full? You know, Marilee, let me jump in real quick, because this is, and then I'm going to right back to Larry, because Larry is the king when it comes to this. I wanted this to comment and set Larry up for this question, but, you know, we talk about corporate dentistry, right? And that is a big issue that's coming out uh, for many leaders in dentistry. They say this is going to take a big share, but you still have private practice, but you're going to, this going to large dentist, dentist groups are going to take over a lot. And part of it is because they have those systems. They have the ability to train and they train, they train, train, train. And what All Star is able to do, it's a great mechanism for the uh, smaller guy or gal that, that wants to be able to compete to put a, a system into their practice that can get everybody up on to speed. And the great thing about a smaller, a smaller dental practice, you know, couple practices, if you will, is they have an advantage to larger practices because they're nimble and faster and they can, they can make changes quicker. But their disadvantage is they don't train. 98% of dentists we polled, over 100,000 dentists in this poll, not all contributed, but we reached all that big limit of people so that basically say they don't train. They don't train. What I mean by don't train, they don't train um, more than once a quarter or once a year. That's pretty crazy. But one of the other things for, for Larry and I found amazing is he worked, he, he gets so many clients. Um, and I know many other top consultants like Larry can speak to this. They get a lot of clients that come back um, after doing these sales training programs um, with, the, with the get them in philosophy, if you will, not taking consideration where we, we're getting these broken appointments and stuff. And they're losing money at the end of this. So short term, it raises um, attention, and then they lose money. I thought it was shocked when Larry told me that he has to consult for clients to fix that. So Larry, I don't know if, if you wanted to comment on that. Right. Well, because it, it, it does boil down to staff training, and it's going to be the philosophy around that training. It has to be something that's consistent and ongoing and something that allows the staff member to practice what they're learning. That's why we kind of divided this up into small modules. It's like, listen to a module, here's a technique, now we want you to go try it, come back and do some more. Because one of the most important things, particularly when you're communicating with somebody over the phone, is the fact that the person listening to you, the caller, has to like the person that they're talking to. And so that's why these skills are so important, because you're not going to be able to provide every single patient with everything that they're looking for. And the only way we know, and you know, that somebody is going to be comfortable uh, with, you know, what you can offer, the only way they're going to be flexible is if they like who they're dealing with. And so I think you can appreciate, Marilee, why these phone skills are so very important because it does help the, 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 the person on the phone develop a rapport very, very quickly. This mm -hmm. takes a little bit of time. You know, what's popular now is to get them in real quick, don't talk to them at all. You know, anything that's longer than two minutes is just, you know, way, way too long and you're wasting your time when what people are looking for is collaboration, yeah. you know, with the people that they're dealing with, uh, particularly their dentist. And so you've got to be able to talk with them because you don't want to bring them into the office under false pretenses because if they can't predict or they can't connect the dots on their own about what it's going to be like when they get to their office, can you imagine how vulnerable they're going to feel when they get there? 
And when Absolutely. people feel, and when people feel vulnerable, they automatically naturally get resistance. Mm-hmm. And and this resistance sometimes is created by the fact that we're overzealous and we didn't want to talk to you, and so we just got you to come into the office. And so, yeah, you made the appointment, but now it doesn't hold up with what you were wanting, and now we've got a whole other problem. So, so the, the, the training is so important, uh, particularly that, that it helps the staff realize that they can do this themselves. You know, they can, it can be their own personality, and their own personality can come through. Um, but we know that there has to be structure and order to the way that they communicate because when you're talking to a stranger, we know they're not always paying attention to you. So the call has to follow a certain order. Otherwise, the, the call itself doesn't, doesn't make any sense, if I'm making any sense. It's like the patient won't be able to follow it. And so that's why they don't follow through. Most, most offices have a tendency to um, engage what we call engage the patient very quickly and not build rapport first. And so it's like, what's your price? Do you give the price? You know, or, what, or do you take my insurance? No, and hang up. There's a mechanism where you can draw them in a little bit. You can provide them great service before you speak to them. Then, then both of you see each other as human beings, not as a number or widget. Okay, so that's an important to make sure you follow. Like Larry's saying, I want to speak to what Larry's saying. You've got to follow a process step by step. The key element is rapport. And many training out there, and it's not just one company. There are there are numerous companies that teach where this whole get them in, where you're focusing. Forget even rapport. Just get them on your schedule. And we'll deal with them when they come in. Don't even. I don't want the front desk to think. I don't want them to build rapport. I just want to get them in because my front desk people are numbers, and that's all they are. And I find this just inhuman. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say how, how the market has changed is that the demographic today wants collaboration, not, not just with their dentist. They want collaboration with, that, with anybody. They want to be able to have their input. And if the phone call isn't done correctly, they won't sense that they've given their input. And so that's what leads to a lot of problems with broken and canceled appointments. Is uh, people may say yes on the phone, but then they don't show up. Or when they do show up, they're very dissatisfied, and then we never see them again. So I you can see how more. you, you can see how one learn. right. You can see how one system just kind of falls into another one. But when it comes to things like broken appointments in the schedule, again, there has to be a system there. Uh, it has to be in place that that everybody understands, and it has to be a simple system that everybody could follow. You know, it, it, it can't be very, very complicated. But, you know, when I look at broken appointments, um, and don't get me so worked up late in the afternoon like this, but <laughs> <laughs> broken appointments just make me berserk. It, they do. Um, I don't like broken appointments, and I don't like people who, who break them, you know, because they take so much from the practice. But the point I wanted to make was that there has to be a, a, a system that everybody feels comfortable with. You know, because the system itself has to teach patients to keep their appointments. You know, and it has to give them some say-so in the way things operate in your practice. But if what you're doing doesn't teach them, you know what I mean? Let's say, for instance, if they sense that what you're doing to them because they broke their appointment is punishing them, I can trust you, you're going to have retaliation. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it has to be a system that teaches people and, and we feel very, very confident that the system that, that we talk about at the All-Star Dental Academy, it's a, it's a teachable system. You know, the staff can learn it. They can learn to implement it. They can feel comfortable 
implementing it, and the patients get it. They get it on their own. And, and that's what helps break, you know, the cycle of all these broken appointments. Definitely. I, can I share with you really quickly? I, you know, dentistry is changing. The industry is changing. But I do think it's still very easy to stand out with exceptional service and building that rapport. It oh, really, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. There's still not a lot of competition to be said for that. You know, like, even though there's a lot of trainings out there, there are a lot that are training to build rapport. And I actually have two experiences, both from quite some time ago, but where it has built my loyalty or um, definitely deepened my loyalty to some companies. One is when I first called for my son to get a hearing test. He was three at the time, and we had some concerns about his hearing. And I remember I called about four different offices to get an appointment, and these were all independent clinics that um, it wasn't like a hospital. We've been recommended to these different EMTs that had independent clinics. Mm -hmm. And one of the people... Um, I still remember it to this day when I called her, she very much was like, how old is your son? And she expressed this concern that none of the other clinics had. And I changed my schedule so that we could get an appointment at that clinic because in that three or four minutes that we were on the phone, I could tell that she was actually going to care. Like, this is an office that was going to okay. care about my son. So, so you see what I'm saying about how important yes. it is for you to have liked her. Yes. Absolutely. Because when she had to, when she had to ask you to do something that maybe you originally didn't think you'd have to do, mm -hmm. the fact that you liked her just made you a little bit more flexible. Yes. Well, you know, you know, I agree with Mary Lee in the sense that it isn't difficult to stand out. The difficult part, and Mary Lee and I are both on this, is mindset, and in the sense that dentists have to get out of their own way, to be honest, and they got to be willing to make the investment, and it's not so much the money, but time, and stick with it. And when you do it, and I'm telling you, the, the simplest thing to be a, just an all-star is get a training program and do a little bit every week. That's going to set, you know, and make sure everybody does it and is excited about doing it. That's going to be amazing. And if you want to go one other level, get a coach. Get a coach to help you through the process. With those two things, and a coach can also be a consultant, absolutely. But again, you got to start, and that's where you can be exceptional. But you can't be exceptional. It's not easy to be exceptional if you don't play the game. If you're outside, you know, the stadium commenting and criticizing everybody else and every consultant, every other dentist, and this, this, this and you're in the sidelines commenting, you have no place. Get in the ring, you know, and compete, and make a stand that you're gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna settle for a substandard dental office that doesn't provide great customer service. And when you make that commitment, it's very easy to be exceptional. Well, and I love what you said, that it is, it's all about commitment, and you can tell what people are committed to by their checkbook and their calendar, right? Their bank account and their calendar. And so there's a lot of people that would say, I'm committed to excellence, I'm committed to having the best team available. But I would challenge them, or I would urge them to look at their calendar see what they have been doing for training, if it has been consistent, see what they have done to invest in their team. And it's a really efficient and a really acceptable way to do that is with Ulster Dental Academy. So obviously, as I said before, I'm a huge fan, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time to speak with me today. And for our listeners, to help them understand that broken appointments um, aren't things that have to be part of the practice. They definitely are a symptom of a bigger problem. Would you agree yes, with that, Larry? Definitely, definitely, Mary Lee. Definitely. Perfect. Perfect. So for those that recognize that they're having these issues, 
your schedule isn't as full as you want it to be, I would absolutely urge you to go to allstardentalacademy.com. You can sign up and just get access to that immediately. And Larry and Alex, thank you so much for your time today. Hey, you're welcome, Thanks Larry. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.